From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. Right here, right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd today, and we are talking about cultivating a self-care mindset. Now, when I was younger, Rob, self-care meant, you know, go get your hair cut, make sure your nails are taken care of, maybe you need a facial. You know, it was all this external things, like Mm -hmm. self-care was also make sure you get to the gym, make sure you eat right. You know, it was all of these outside things, and one of the things that i really failed in self-care was the act of mental well-being emotional well-being and spiritual well-being i got the physical down like i could go get a massage i could go get my nails done you know i could do my own nails or give myself a pedicure right what i was missing was that mental emotional and spiritual self-care and Mm -hmm. that was really hard for me to figure out. And once I figured it out, I started to practice self-care very differently. The other thing too, I think in looking at that, it's even an additional step is if you are doing self-care, are you doing it for your desire and your need? Or are you doing it for somebody else? Do you have a spouse or a relationship saying, you know, if you lost 10 more pounds, you'd really be hot or, or um, I, I wish you wouldn't smoke as much or I wish you wouldn't drink as much or, or, you know, or maybe the other way around, I wish you'd come and have a drink with me or whatever. Those are the things that you're not doing for you. You're doing them for somebody else. And I think the first thing to do is establish what is it that I need? Where am I happy and where am I not happy? And where am I uh, functioning well and, and feeling confident? And where am I feeling a little inept? And where do I feel I might need to have a little help or work on it? Right. Well, and that, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I was thinking about fingernails the other day, like what funny little thing fingernails and, you know, yeah. one of my first relationships, the guy was into fingernails, he wanted pretty hands, he wanted manicured fingernails. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like to garden, I fix my own pool equipment, I yeah. work in technology with computers. So I'm going to be using my fingernails as mini screwdrivers, like, mm-hmm. you know, so that was an actual issue that we had as silly as it sounds to go. Yeah. And, you know, because of that, and I was so young, I, I had kind of this phobia going forward of going, well, if I don't have nice fingernails, like, that's a problem. And so you're right, I was spending a lot of time taking care of something, it became a chore for me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't fun. And it wasn't relaxing. Now, fast forward 20 years later, I'm with someone who doesn't care about my fingernails. And I like now to have pretty hands, Mm -hmm. because they're pretty for me. Like when I'm typing on the keyboard, I'm like, Ooh, this little French manicure that I have right now, (laughs) really looks pretty or when my toes pop up out of the bathtub, and they're polished and pretty. And sometimes I have a flower on them. That 
makes me happy. Yes. And, but it didn't make me happy when I was doing it for my partner. For somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. It was a chore. It was something that it was a way of saying, you're not good enough. You have to do this because I mm -hmm. like this. Now we want to make our partners happy. So we'll do it to a point. Right. But when you're not doing it for you, the easy way to tell it is it feels like another thing on your to-do list. Exactly. And and not a good one and it's bitter and then it's going to exacerbate into other issues and and be more of a divider than uh, something that is going to make you have that self-esteem. I think too you need to establish what if you are realizing I'm I'm so I have a hard time speaking in public. Not not me, but I'm saying hypothetically. I know. Here I am. <laughs> I think when I was seven, I was talking in front of school assemblies. Um, you would have uh, difficulty speaking, but yet your job requires it. How am I going to be in a mindset that I'm going to be more confident and more capable? Maybe you do need to uh, go online and take a, a Skillshare or a masterclass or or do something that it, or chat with somebody else maybe there is another person at church or maybe a library group that would help you with that establishing some of the areas that you know it's sort of like you know um, a SWOT analysis that you do in business you're right. kind of doing that for you I have strengths there are some things that I really do well I can I can rock a a, a a chowder or I can, you know, give, make a, a mean beef stew, but maybe I can't stand in front of 12 people at a staff meeting and give them a department report that is going to be dependent on my future in this company. If I were a, a ladder climber or, or needing to accelerate uh, my job so that I was uh, earning more money or whatever. So once you establish where is that area and it's not a, I, I don't like the word weakness but I like the word um, uh, potential I, I have an area that I have potential to um, get a little better with or a little bit stronger then you can uh, establish what you need to get there that's a goal that you can set and maybe you do a book club then and you need that accountability to be able to have the group that is cheering you on while you're getting getting along or whatever but identifying those little areas because the rest of you is doing great. And when you get that one little spot that you're going to have so much potential in, um, then you can just soar. Well, that's part of, you, you know, you just defined beautifully taking care of your mental and your emotional well-being. You know, yep. changing the word from, um, from weakness, weakness to potential, that's self-care. Because weakness right. is, you know, according to, you know, you and how you feel might make you feel negative, might make you feel deficient, might make you feel bad right. about yourself. So to say right. you have potential in that area, yeah, you're still going to have to move the marker from A to B or one yep. to two. So it's right. not taking that away, but it's allowing you to talk to yourself in a way that in increases your confidence and your self-worth rather than like dumps it in the toilet. 
Yeah, exactly. And I'm actually looking for something that I saved on my phone. It just dawned on me while we were talking about words. Um, and I hope that I can pull it up easily. Um, when you're, let's say you are writing a resume or wanting, uh, sometimes words are a downer for you. And sometimes words are, are uh, a positive thing. Uh, instead of be saying that you have organized a, a church group or whatever, you assembled something. Instead of changing something, you're redesigning something. Instead of saying, um, I used XYZ, I leveraged this. And when you put some language, di just different language in your mindset and in your wheelhouse, you are then feeling a lot more empowered. And I think what the beginning is that small step. And once you feel strong in this area, then the next step and the next step, it, you can just, you're going to conquer it. You're just going to rock it. Right. I mean, anytime you try something new, you're not going to be good at it. Like it's very rare. Oh, like yeah. nobody's going to pick up a bat, you know, and hit a home run the first time. But as we get older and as we become parents, mm -hmm. we really kind of get really hard on ourselves, especially moms, yeah. you know, if we don't know how to do these things right away. And that's why I like, you know, the Marine Corps taught me you either win or you learn. There is no losing. Yeah. You know, you win or you learn. In talking about possible failure, I think sometimes too, we get so um, inundated with apps on our phones and, and oh, there's this, uh, this great exercise one or this, this great challenge one. I think it's it warrants a little bit of time before you dive in and you pay the $4.99 to your app store to download this this little program is to research it a little bit and either read reviews or look around because the worst thing you need to do is try an app, realize that it's not working, and then you feel like a failure. Um, maybe it's a book that you went and bought or it's, it's something else. Just do a little research on it first because it's not you that was the failure. It just wasn't right for you. And it might be okay for somebody else, but if it's not right for you, then you're going to bear that as a failure and that's not. So you want to spend the time to do quality things that are going to accelerate you. Right. And you know, the thing is to go with the, you know, like you either win or you learn, you learn mm. that app's not right for you. So try yep, another you one. Like, you, do. you know, you, you, you can't take these things personally, but I think nope. when you're tired, when we're, you know, especially when you have young children, you like, it's really hard to keep that, you know, that confidence up, that esteem yep. up. Cause you know, you're like the things you used to rely on, you know, how you looked, the work you did, the quality yep. level of work you did, you know, you've got two or three, four kids hanging off you every day. You're not going to be able to run that marathon that you okay. used to run before you have kids. But we don't generally sit down and think about that to offer ourselves compassion and the funny thing is rob okay i come to you and i say you know what rob i suck and you're like no san you don't suck you're just tired you have two little kids i'm like rob i suck i can't even get the laundry done and you're like well did you get the underwear done and the things you need yes and then you're telling me now i'm a success remember that conversation yes, we had? I like, sure do. You just, <laughs> you know and i'm like going like i suck i suck i suck and you're like no you don't suck you're tired you're a mom you're full-time working you're single you're newly single newly full-time mm -hmm. working with two toddlers like give yourself some grace 
but we don't talk to ourselves the way we talk to a friend like the way i talk about myself in my head and thankfully okay. asperger's lets me just share it with the world <laughs> uh, what's going on in my head comes out my mouth but it's a good thing because if it doesn't come out then your friend can't correct you but if you don't have somebody to talk to at that moment speak it write it out and then go what would you tell your friend in this situation yeah that's how you become your own friend because we give grace to everybody else but ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've been finding an awful lot of um articles too which is interesting because if you no matter what you google you're going to find something on it um and if you read things objectively and you say all right well this person did xyz Hmm, that worked. This person did ABC. I, I think we're very fortunate to be in an era where we can sort of see what globally has happened. It's not just the one person calling another person, and that's the only right. view that you have. Um, and, and, and it gives you sort of a larger sense of community. Oh, I thought I was the only one that sucked at this. I didn't realize that there are 10,000 other people who feel like they suck at this, and they really don't. And when you read somebody else's version, you're saying, right. oh, wow, she's amazing. She did this. She did this. She did this. What? What is she saying? that She sucks. But but then you turn it around and you look in the mirror and you say, oh, yeah, OK, I guess I'm I guess I'm OK. The the other thing that I was going to say and what I was trying to allude to you at that time, too, is that rather than looking at the whole picture and I still to this day say this to my husband, he's looking at a, a 50 year old house that needs so much work. And I still look at the whole house. Look mm-hmm. at the baseboard. That's the only thing you've got to worry about right now. Do not look at everything else in this house. Just look at that baseboard over there. That's the one and only goal that you have. I think we tried too hard to do it all and look at it all. But we don't just give ourselves the one task, the one accomplishment, the one aha, ta-da, I did it. And then you can get your momentum. I, I mean, I'm just as guilty. I'll tell you, I have gone through every app, every program. I cannot lose weight. I'm not getting out there. I started walking, then it got hot, crazy hot. Um, yeah, excuses, excuses. I, I just bounce up and down with my weight. And that's very, very discouraging. So it's my mindset. I'm not losing weight for my husband. I'm not losing weight to look pretty at work. I'm doing it because I need to feel better, but I've got to be in the right mindset. So, well, yeah, how we think determines a lot. And, um, you know, one of the things that I realized with my mindset is that how much it varies based on how much sleep I've had and if I'm hungry or I'm thirsty or I don't feel well. Yes. Yes. Last night I had a really bad night because this morning I had to get up and take a PET scan, you know, for my cancer treatments that Mm -hmm. finished a couple years ago. And anytime I have to have one of those big comprehensive tests, first of all, it's two grand out of your pocket. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of money, but then you're paying money to find out you're still sick or, you know, something's wrong. Like there's really very little good about this other than if you get a complete 
clean bill of health. And mm -hmm. I was in such a state, Rob, by four o'clock in the morning, I had a wicked headache. Like I was tossing and turning going, how am I going to do this? If I have to have chemotherapy again, how I'm going to handle my dad? Like I was, you know, and it's the middle of the night. So you're whizzing out of control and there's really, oh, yeah. you know, like, you know, and I tried everything. I got up and I tried to journal and, you know, broke the tip off my pen because I was so mad. And, <laughs> you know, then I was hungry and I'm like, oh, I can't have anything to eat because you can't have, you know, six hours before you yep. can't have anything to eat. And they're like the day before you can't have any carbohydrates. So there goes my coffee creamer. There goes my <laughs> chips or donut, you know, all the tools that I use to regulate my emotions. And, you know, by the time I woke up in the morning, I felt like the biggest loser in the world. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't fill out my Noom app. I didn't do my steps. Like I, you know, you can't work out before a PET scan yesterday or today. So there was another tool that was taken away from my arsenal of self-care and mm -hmm. the things that I was telling myself by, you know, eight o'clock in the morning before my test were idiotic, like lunatic bananas off the wall, crazy. Then I go in, I fell asleep during my PET scan, you know, whizzed in and out of the tube, had a nice 40 minute nap. And then once I ate coming back in the afternoon, I'm like, I got this. You know, whatever the results are, they are. I'll handle them a day at a time. Like, right, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Crazy spectrum over 12 hours. And and if the thing is, what if you had to turn around and go to work? What if you had that budget meeting? What if you had that staff presentation? What, you know, those are the things that you do have to be good for. So if you don't give your, of course you had, if you've got a medical appointment, there's nothing that you can do about it. One of the things I try and do is I put on something like Pete's Dragon or Sound of Music. Right. And I just listen to that and I either with earbuds or, or whatever. Steve is one for doing that too, because uh, having been in the military four o'clock in the morning, he calls it the dying hour. And um, he will wake up inevitably at 4am, whether it be from a nightmare or whatever. And all of a sudden here comes Pete's dragon or a Hallmark movie or, and it sounds very sophomoric, but honestly, it's pulling you into something very gentle, very, um, you know, happily ever after. And there's nothing wrong with balancing all of that's going on with a counterpoint that's going to help you. Oh, okay. I love that song. Sing along with it. Go back to dozing and, and maybe get a little bit more sleep. Yeah. I mean, it's easy, you know, to, to really go off the rails. Yeah. If, if self-care, you know, that's where self-care becomes self-harm. And I've seen it, you yeah. know, with, if I didn't have that PET scan coming, I probably would have killed a bag of chips, like a whole bag, like a family yep. size one. That yep. is not self-care. Like that is self-harm. Right. And yeah. um, it's really easy to fall on either side of the um, spectrum from self-care to self-harm because and then you feel so guilty. I do yes. that. I, I've because of my heart, I have to be really, really careful about sodium. And I mean, I'm supposed to be like 800 milligrams a day of sodium, maybe, maybe a little bit more. <laughs> there are times I am sorry, I want that general gal chicken, and I'm going to eat it. And then I feel 
awful for two days. I feel so down on myself because I gave in and I did something. And rather than just say, all right, I ate half of a serving and I ate white rice instead of fried. Maybe that's going to satisfy me. And then, you know what? Let it go. Tomorrow, I'm going to be good again. (laughs) Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's one of the defeated thinkings that I learned through my Noom app. And Noom is a sponsor on motherhood. So we're going to say go to, you know, Mm -hmm. noom.com slash motherhood talk. Um, that I do, you know, it's like if I get up in the morning and I'm I'm fully intending to have my, you know, protein shake or maybe I have my egg white omelet and then the kids walk in from soccer practice. Hey, mom, we brought some donuts. I'm like, <laughs> then, of course, I have, you know, one, two, three or four, um, you know, but I'll have at least yep. one. And then yep. I'm like, well, I blew the day now. So it really doesn't matter what I eat the rest of the day. And I'll find myself like going, oh, well, I'll have another donut at four o'clock or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like that's all the mindset. Like, why would I think in a million years that since I've blown the day at 10 o'clock, that's licensed to eat whatever junk I want the rest of the day? Like that doesn't even make sense, but it does. It does. And and there and sometimes I get really bitter. I'm saying I am almost 70 years old for crying out loud. If I want to have Chinese food, I'm going to have Chinese food. And um, yeah, there are some times that I just say, you know, I am so tired. I've spent a lifetime trying to be good to myself. But maybe that's my mindset that I needed because I just, there's too many other things in my life. And I have to just just be gentle with myself, allow myself the, the moderation. And like our, our new apps tell us, you know, you, you may have a day, you just get back in there the next day and you're going or to the next strong. meal. Like why wait till the meal. next meal, you know, the next right. meal. And, you know, that's one of the things, the other thing that I've been working on, you know, retraining my mindset is, the concept of rewarding myself with certain foods. And, you know, I was rewarded when I got good grades. I got Oreos and milk after school. You know, if we won the swim meet, everybody went out for ice cream. Like, you know, food was a big part of that. And I thought, okay, now I'm over 40, clearly. And food rewards are not good for my body. So I'm actually not rewarding myself. So I've been trying to replace, you know, a 5 or $6 tub of ice cream with a four or five dollar bucket of fresh berries because like you know how you go in the fruit section and you see like oranges and apples are cheap we get pineapples really cheap out here but then you go blueberries and raspberries oh my god they're so expensive right but we don't you know because we all have this mindset of what what fruit should cost and (laughs) you know blackberries raspberries you know out here in california they're a fortune they might be Mm. you know four dollars for one little tub but we could get a cheap pineapple so i look and go okay i could get the same bowls of stuff out of a four dollar thing of blackberries as opposed to a four dollar little tub of ice cream so what's the treat like you know is am I treating myself with something that's going to cause my blood sugar to spike, gain weight, or could I treat myself with some expensive berries, which I truly love? You know, I could yeah. you know, a bowl of blackberries when they're in season. There's nothing better. Put a little cream on them, like you're all set. But I'm trying to reformat what my idea of is a treat. 
Yes. You know, so a treat now for me is different. A treat now for me is a bathtub with maybe some different bath salts or some mm -hmm. essential oils versus mm -hmm. like just the, you know, like I used to use joy because I like the lemon <laughs> scent. You know, I'd come out and there wouldn't be like a piece, there wasn't like a scab or an oil left off me. That dish soap took everything off. <laughs> you know, but I've switched now buying going, okay, what's my treat going to be? And so maybe it is a little bath ball with essential oils in it. And it's, is it a little bit of money? Yes, but it's less money than what I'd be spending on ice cream or chips or things mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, really analyzing, you know, what, it, what are you rewarding yourself with? Mm -hmm. And if a reward is a hamburger and French fries, is that really a, a reward? Exactly. Exactly. There are also some things that you just make the money for make the money available in your budget for <clears throat> maybe it means that you're not going to go out for coffee but you're going to buy a better coffee at home um, that's one thing that we don't skimp on we have a certain brand of coffee that we really like we call it boyd coffee because we like it really strong and um, that's we don't skimp on coffee would we skimp on something else and maybe we don't buy the more expensive spaghetti sauce or maybe we don't uh, buy something else we make sure that we have the things because then a cup a cup of coffee then becomes a ritual for 46 years that we've been together that's the one thing we have every morning is our cup of coffee together nice. the whole rest of the world can fall apart afterwards but the day starts out that's our ritual and for our for Stephen and me that is the way our day needs to start See, and that's great. So you have a ritual and the ritual works with your mindset of mm -hmm. self-care to your relationship. You know, that's right. self-relationship care. You that's have right. that time together and you're willing to, you know, spend a little more money in this area and then maybe spend, you're right. Cause like I did the same spaghetti sauce thing. I'm like, why am I paying $3 a jar when yeah. my kids don't even taste it? It's yeah. down the hatch so fast. <laughs> and, you know, I turned the jars over and I compared them and I'm like, okay, they're, they're not loaded with sugar or trans mm -hmm. fats or any weird stuff added to them. So I've got a $1.40 store brand versus a, you know, 380 mm -hmm. brand brand. I'm like, okay, I can, I can flex on that because there's other things that I would really rather prefer. We're so lucky too that generic brands, the, the house brands, are are so much better than they were, uh, you know, back when I was a young housewife. Oh my goodness, they there's, and it feels good when you know that you can balance a, a your household budget, um, be able to get the food that your family needs, and you can be savvy about the way you've spent that's a mindset in and of itself i'm going to shop carefully this week i'm going to or this month however if you have a frequency i'm going to buy the things in bulk because if i buy it in bulk it's going to literally be half the price per unit um you look at those unit prices yeah i i think that's a a, a mindset too and then if you feel confident that you did that then you're going to be stronger to be able to do the other challenges that are that you feel like you need a little more help in being stronger. 
Yeah. And then you can use a little of that extra money to, to put a real treat together. Yes. Something that you would super enjoy and you don't have to feel guilty because you didn't take yeah. it out of the family money. You know, there's times when I would buy those little things of blackberries and I'd eat them in the car on the way home mm -hmm. and then I would yeah. throw the plastic out so nobody <laughs> knew I had them. We have all done that. <laughs> yep. yep. We all have right. all done that. Well, thanks, Rob. Uh, we talked Thank today you. about a self-care mindset, whatever that means to you. Make sure you handle your physical, but also your mental, your spiritual, your financial, and your emotional parts of you as well. And give yourself grace. Yes, we love grace. Grace is a great thing. We'll be back again soon with another great episode. We're glad you joined us for Powered Up Talk Radio. Each week, we share innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. See you next time on Powered Up Talk Radio.